there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every week and discuss the important things in life, like the dangers of letting multiple people into your podcast who are well-known lovers of puns, and also how sometimes you just start the episode and you're not streaming yet. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> uh, This week we have with us Ali Goldapper, also known as Rev Flooper. Hi. We have Emily Kuklinski, also known as the Punny Emily. Well, hello. And we have Robbie McLeod. Hello. Um, and me as your host, Ismay Hutton, also known as a teacup gamer. Uh, so this week, guys, we are talking about creating one-shots in D&D. Uh, one-shots, like, I, I personally think uh, one-shots can be, like, a really good way to introduce uh, new people into D&D, because it's, like, a little bit more bite-sized for them. Um, and it's also a really good way to introduce yourself into DMing, uh, so you or your players don't have to start off with just a full campaign right off the bat. Um, but they're also pretty good if you just want, like, a breather from your main campaign or if, like, all of, like, your idiot players aren't able to meet up at the same time, but you still want to play D&D. Um, but with that in mind, I think we'll start with the newest member of our cast, Robbie, because I personally know of you and your, uh, frankly, insane abilities to create, like, one-shots just on the damn fly. Um, so, first question, how in the hell do you do the thing? <laughs> Um, I just, I think at a certain point, like, like yourself, me, I kind of obsess over my world a bit. What? Just a little bit. Um, that's, I've, no, that's crazy. Shut up. <laughs> Don't drag my name through the mud. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's aspects to my world that aren't going to come up in the main campaign, um, or character ideas I think that are cool, but wouldn't really suit that um or cities that i've spent ages constructing but uh you guys decided that an afternoon there was enough time so <laughs> i really have all these kind of on the back burner anyway so it's easy enough to just kind of be like yeah i'll throw you guys in there you guys will cause some sort of havoc anyway <laughs> so i really leave the story up to you <laughs> Uh, if if it's not abundantly clear already, um, Robbie is kind of built into the lore of Crit Chat already. Um, he, he's been mentioned multiple times because he is the other DM that um, swaps off with me uh, in our little our little D and D group, so that neither of us experience some terrible D and D DM burnout. Uh, so yeah, so we're we're well acquainted with each other's like D and D proclivities i don't know why i said it like that it sounds a bit creepy now um but yeah so i um there was one time uh, in particular that um came to my mind when i was thinking about you specifically and uh one shots uh is one that you uh created for two of our other friends uh jenny and adam uh when they were playing just like kids running around your world what made that happen <laughs> <laughs> well, they mainly made that happen. Um, <laughs> in that, um, I at that time in the main campaign, we were playing in a in a city um, that, even though the group had split up, there hadn't been too much exploration of the city. So I was, I pretty much knew that city like the back of my hand, um, and they wanted to play a one shot. So I was like, well, I know where I'm setting this, mm -hmm. um, and then. Jenny insisted that Adam's character like her. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I think might have been the impetus for them to play as children. 
So, yeah, <laughs> they, they decided to play as children, as deeply, deeply religious children. Um, <laughs> so then, of course, if if you've got kids running around the city, what do you have them fight? You have them fight sadness, and you have them go to the circus. So, I mean, it's just it's just the basics, you know? <laughs> Yeah, as you think, like when when I think about what's like a good like kid friendly adventure, I'm like, oh, probably fighting the embodiment of depression. Like, <laughs> well, this is the age of it now. Like circuses and clowns, I suppose, are the cool it thing. Ah, I fucking want to punch you. <laughs> it was so fast. It was so fast. Continue on with your story. <laughs> oh my god no i love it but like yeah so like how how are you able to just like on the fly like yeah as you're saying like there was thing you've already had like the town just in your back pocket because it was something that you'd already created um how do you deal with just on a random like whim come up with again the embodiment of sadness and just random creatures that you throw in uh (laughs) i think like quite often I build things out of people's backstories. Um, mm-hmm. So when they decided they were going to be, I have kind of a set pantheon in my world. And when they decided they were going to worship the God of joy, I was like, well, and the obvious natural enemy of joy is depression. So how can I make that into something you can stab with a sword? <laughs> do you, like, do you do helping mental health so in some ways? <laughs> <laughs> literally stab your depression fuck it <laughs> that's real good that's fucking amazing um uh, where was that um emily what's been your what's been your experiences with doing one shots i don't think you want to know about my experiences in doing one shots because most Why of them are not, funny punny <laughs> punny romps <laughs> i'm so I mean... excited please please i need to hear about this i'm so scared <laughs> this is gonna be the next like like you're gonna this is going to impact the next couple days of my life, and I need you to know that before you start. Well, I'm... But, okay. Do you have, like, a blanket and some cocoa? Uh, yeah. This is, I'll be, just be this shivering in my bed. Oh, God. Okay, let's go. I'm ready. Okay, so I'm ready. I'm, I'm a stage manager most of the time. That's my theatrical outlet. And uh, sometimes I'll do uh, one-shots with the theater department. When I was a student, and now I'm That's not a cute. student, it's weird to define yourself after how many years. But anyway. Yeah, I feel you. Anyway, so yes, where's, uh, where's your puns at? <laughs> so um, each Halloween I would have a one shot called Temple of Terror. Um, because that's what the theater department college was called. It was the temple building. And okay. uh, we would gather in the basement. And my map was always of the school. And all of the teachers were always monsters. And so, uh, and so, um, we had a costume designer and he, she was the teacher. And so I made her, uh, a seamstress, witch. oh, uh, seams, what did I, how did I pronounce it? A seamstress witch was her. (laughs) Okay. This is, this is the first one that has been like labored in any way. Like I, feel, I understand. I feel you are more like human now. Like I'm, I'm able to like empathize with you more because <laughs> you have erred in the way of puns. 
I'm not always great, and I feel like I should emphasize that. I'm not always on my A game. Um, yet, but... like, this has been the first time that I've ever seen that, so I'm still, I'm still on team, you might be just a puns robot sent here to fuck us all. Like... <laughs> well, I'll try to keep up with that. So anyway, she was a seamstwitch, and uh, she was awesome because all of her attacks would be related to costuming, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, one of her attacks was tear apart at the seams, and... <laughs> And she would rip off their arms. Uh, yeah, 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 and then <laughs> And then um one of the other ones was uh oh my god, I had a, another professor who is a dialect coach and she would just use uh on your voice and so she would steal it if you weren't talking on your voice at any part in the game. So if you were okay. starting to speak like this there would be like a mist that would come in through the room and it would insert into your esophagus and then you couldn't speak for like five inhuman minutes. Um, and it I kind of real grim. It's so it grim. Is... <laughs> I also like have actually weaponized puns. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Oh it gets it gets dark when you're <laughs> when oh, you're god. living off of coffee and energy drinks. You get <laughs> you get to some dark places. Yeah. Uh, and then my Acting teachers would, uh, some of them would have an acting out where you would have to pass a performance check. And if you didn't, then they would give you an F. And by giving you an F, you would go on fire. F was for fire. Uh, (laughs) F was for fire. (laughs) And there are so many other things that I did, but I kind of, (laughs) my goal was always when I do one shots, it's like, okay. We're not going into the main story. We're we're killing a session because so many people are gone and it's an important next yeah. one. So I usually just make it about like the people I'm with. I throw out all of the D&D rules oh, and I'm just like, here's the world that you're in. It's very bare-boned and it's a lot of just trying to make them laugh and trying to make them work together <laughs> is the way that I normally roll. Hey, I like puns. You won? Oh my god! Yeah, I, would I hadn't noticed, that, right? Like we learn oh. something new every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, like, how, how much? Teacher... Like... Oh, sorry. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good. No, no, my, my thinking, my thinking. Wait. I was going to say a teacher's name, and I'm like, I shouldn't do that. So, <laughs> I'm move forward. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so, like, how much prep do you uh, put into these? Are these like also the kind of like on the fly, or are they more like full fledged? It's moreover on the fly. So, like, um, yeah, my brain is really weird, and it works better when I have nothing prepared, which I don't advise to anybody. But I have, like, the general <laughs> I have the general idea. So it's like, oh, it's a bunch of theater nerds. Okay. Um, so their classes this time are going to be, are you going to be an acting student, a techie, or you're going to be, um, like, a stage manager, stage manager, that kind of stuff. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, what do you need when you're in those positions? Well, if you're an acting student, you're going to have advantage with trying to persuade acting professors to get on your side, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's it's just all really stupid shit, and they enjoy it. And yeah. I'm like, good, you get an A, you're on Broadway, congrats. <laughs> like, I like that. It's just like, 
yeah, yeah, just yeah, it, like one shots. If you just don't want to like, act, if you want to just play a game and not like focus too much on the rules, I like I like that as a thing. It's 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 uh, a different way to kind of play D anD D, which is by and large like a rule stickler game. Um, but yeah, I like I like those little one shot D anD D things. Um, but uh, Ali, so you you've not actually uh, run any one shots of your own. Um, but you've I have not. been in a couple. Uh, yes. What are what are like the things? They that, might like, be slightly ooh. different. Sorry. Ooh, go ahead. Good. No. Uh, in what way ahead. are they different? Um, one was with nine-year-olds. <laughs> good. Yes. Holy shit. Um. So my my regular uh, GM, who is a good friend of mine, also um runs a weekly game with a bunch of eight and nine year olds amazing and uh invited me to come along with them so so each one of those from what i witnessed is kind of its own one shot Mm -hmm. because not all the kids are there every week um there's only so much that they can accomplish in one session and um they can't sit still for that long (laughs) Uh, so they're they're kind of that way of um doing it yeah yeah. Uh, so it was just kind of fascinating to watch that in a whole different light yeah um so that that was really fantastic like watching them trying to solve puzzles and watching them try to help each (laughs) other out and like which ones ran into battle and which ones went and tried to help their friends yeah um but it was it was cute yeah it was a lot of fun um precious uh, sorry no i'm just that's just so precious god damn they all they also just kept looking over at me and like who is this woman and why is she sitting with us (laughs) um and you know um craig had my my character sheet from the last time i'd played um Mm -hmm. it was the last time I played D and D, because at that time I was playing uh, Savage Worlds on a weekly basis, okay. and he just like gave me my old character sheet and was like, "You can play as her, like play with her as the the, the kids." So that was kind of fun to bring her back. Um, but my uh, actually my first experience with tabletop and not even D and D proper or like re- being regularly involved was a delightful webcomic called Where Geek, okay. which I'm not even sure if any of you read. But oftentimes the GMs in that webcomic would go off, like for a holiday or something, they would go off. This past holiday, um, there was a delightful one shot that the characters played where they were all gingerbread men and they had to get to the top of the Christmas tree. (laughs) Um, So like, I loved reading about that and like reading one shots, I guess, is in a weird (laughs) way. Um, that was the first time that I even knew that you didn't have to be in a campaign that like people would set up mm-hmm. like, this is just for tonight. This is just for now. Yeah. Um, cause I didn't even know of that as a concept. Yeah. That's cute. Like, so, uh, what, so, uh, so yeah, you bet you were part of a very, very adorable one with a bunch of eight and nine year olds, which is yes. still melting my actual little heart. Um, oh, it's really wonderful. Right. He's very, very good with them, oh, and so they are very creative. Like, oh, that sounds so good. I could do that. Damn it. Okay, uh, that's going to be another thing for another day for me now. Oh. oh, I will. I will talk about. I will talk about tabletops for children. We can go into this one, but anyway. Oh, yes. <laughs> um. But yeah. So, uh, so you from that one and like any others that you've been a part of, like, what were some things that like maybe the DM did that were either things that were kind of like impressive and that you enjoyed or anything that you thought could have been done better in them. 
Well, what I thought was really interesting, the very, very, this is a completely another, I guess I have more to talk about on this at front, but um, <laughs> they, the very, very first tabletop I ever played was a one shot and it was a homebrew uh, Ghostbusters um, tabletop. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, we were in a haunted bar and we were trying to dispel the spirit that was trying to kill everyone. Um, and it was, this was like four or five years ago now, same GM. Um, and, um, what I really was impressed by and what kind of drew me into tabletops in the first place was the focus, uh, yes, we were battling and yes, we had to investigate and yes, we had to talk to people, but also like, what would your character do? Mm -hmm. Um, and like a focus on like, how much can we interact with each other? in the three hours that we've got together. Yeah. And we will never see this again. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was, that was what kind of sucked me in. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that was like one of the one the things that I was kind of wanting to, to talk about a little bit with, um, for, for a one shot, uh, how, how do people go about like creating characters for it? Um, because obviously like, uh, from like create like when, when you like create your own character it can take a long time and sometimes it can be a bit like disheartening to know that that one character is going to be uh used up in just one session and you'll never see them again um and like it also like takes a lot of effort to like make a character just for that very short session uh so what do you what do you guys think in terms of like how how to go about like do you do you as like the dm give people characters or do you sit one like wait while people make some little characters that are just gonna be there and gone in a very short space of time <coughs> just um, gonna cough my what... way. <laughs> i'll respond with another cough thank you <laughs> um because like emily so like for for instance for your um your 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 basement crawling days, which is what I'm now yes. calling it. Um, so do, there were, were dark the, days. <laughs> were the people uh, in it just like essentially playing themselves, and was that like their character sheets essentially? Yeah. So um, it's it's more uh, personality driven. So mm-hmm. um, even when it's not with them, if it's just with a a group that I'm working with at that time, it's like. No, you're just going to be yourself because the easiest thing for anybody to role play is themselves, yeah. I think. And so, um, <clears throat> geez, now I caught your cough. Oh, dang it. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I usually have them play themselves or um, what I did once is I let them choose from a variety of NPCs that they've run into before and oh, I made right, them yeah. go on an adventure. So I'm like, all right, who's your favorite NPC? And then sometimes I would just like give them one to be like, mm-hmm. okay, you're going to be Schmitty. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and then have them go on some really loser adventure as the NPCs. <laughs> and I make it be- so <laughs> because they don't have, they- in reality, they have like one or two HP. And so yeah. I think the best NPC adventure I ever had was they had to go fishing. And when they went fishing, they ran into a stockbroker, and the stockbroker wanted their money. And so one of them was a tax consultant. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he had to get into this conversation. But the other one was a butcher. 
And the butcher was like, no. And he threw a knife at the at the other guy. And then they got into this huge altercation where they're like, oh, no. And they had to catch the fish to give to the old man down the road while also trying to, you know, stop this dude from bleeding, which none of them know how to do. <laughs> I'm like, well, you guys have to figure out thematically how you're going to make this work. None of you have any skills. And so, like... I usually just like making them have fun with it. And then the other characters I throw in are either plays from like they play off of people that they know in real life or they uh, or actors or um, like, you know, just famous people that everyone can understand and relate to. Word, that was, yo. That was just like such a, a journey that I was taking on there. <laughs> Watching your mind do the thing is fucking ridiculous, and I love it. Hi, welcome to my brain. Admission of three bucks and maybe a mouse if you have it. <laughs> so, oh Jesus. Um, but yeah. So, Robbie, what about what about you? Like the ones that you've run? Like, how have the the character creation things gone in those ones? Because yeah, as you said, like they're pretty just on like at the moment like on the fly kind of thing so how was like the the character sheets and everything done or how tell it us how it's really supposed yeah, to so work <laughs> enlighten so us the... with actual knowledge <laughs> <laughs> so the the kind of the D D ones that i've run have generally been with people who are familiar with D mm -hmm. and generally are keen to make new characters and try <laughs> to be different characters and stuff um like i've run one shots at conventions but usually well never using D, D. I usually go for a system that is a bit more accessible in terms of character creation where or <laughs> i will just make the characters for them like I, i've always had like a bit of burnout when creating characters because it takes me a long time because I'm, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to all my things so i want to spend hours on a character but I, I guess it's a lot easier when you know that it's going to kind of be gone at the end of the day yeah there's 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 a degree of disposability to it um that i think can be kind of liberating for a mm -hmm. player um because if if i'm playing in a long campaign <laughs> it's may try not to you. laugh at this if i'm playing in a long campaign i might generally not just throw myself right into the firefight <laughs> at the very beginning i didn't try at um, all i didn't try whereas in a one shot <laughs> whereas in a one shot like I'm I'm more up for like playing a character who is a dick <laughs> or a character who I don't personally like because I'm just playing them yeah. for an afternoon and that's kind of fun. Whereas for the the longer campaign, I might want someone who's got a bit more yeah. meat on the bone. Yeah, I suppose that that could be a good one for like, especially if there's like classes that you kind of want to try out, but generally aren't super like I don't know. The only one that springs to mind for me is like the warlocks because i'm sure warlocks get like real cool later on but at the very beginning it's just like you got two spells and they're shit and you're 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 kind of squishy still and it's a fucking nightmare but like you get to try out a lot of different like characters and cool stuff which is i don't know i like I, I like one shots for that of just these are disposable characters but you can just try out whatever you want to try out which is cool as someone who i did sorry, run no, 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 by all means. Uh, just as someone who hasn't played a heck of a lot, it's it's also really nice to uh, 
it, to jump off of that to try something new and see how mm-hmm. it's like to play a different class yeah or or play a different race and just go crazy yeah um because then if it doesn't work out and you want to go back to your default like cool it's not as much fun as you thought and sometimes it's just crazy and <laughs> worth it i'm i'm sorry i interrupted before <laughs> it's so cool what would you have for us robbie uh yeah it was just uh yeah i ran one one shot it feels weird to say that <laughs> um for f- four people who are very familiar with D and uh the characters they made their characters and the characters were all level 10 um which meant character creation took like quite a while (laughs) but um it was it was quite fun because usually well maybe not usually but quite often when you're trying out a character you're you're at the low levels because if you're anything higher than third or fifth level like it's so much to keep track of yeah um but but they were so keen to just like try out these different things and it also meant that i got to try out like i got to play with all the toys out of the box that i have to kind of keep in reserve <laughs> yeah because yeah sure i could throw you guys up against five vampires sure let's go for it this will be fun oh, <laughs> yeah like they're they're like nice little looks into just a different i, I think that's it's also nice to dm those because then you get to try a different kind of dming style which i like um totally one of, one of my only like I, i've not done like an excessive amount of one shots um but one of the ones that i did do uh robbie was there as a part of it um it wasn't for dungeons and dragons uh but it was for robbie what's the name of the system robbie help me dread dread there we go nailed it nailed it i knew it no one else um the the dread system uh (laughs) which is like a horror genre kind of deal um and it was kind of fun stepping out of um like the D kind of way of storytelling which is very like okay we're we're trying to like make everyone feel like they're heroes we're going to put them up against some adversity sometimes they're not going to feel like heroes but like in the end they're going to triumph uh whereas dread is essentially like you are nothing you came from nothing you will end in nothing and this is just terror <laughs> um and it, it was fun like dreadful <laughs> Sorry, I had to flip that one in. Just keep going. You just, You're doing great. Just had to keep. Th- thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so um, proud of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Look it was at fun, you. Like, you were kind of hard. It was fun. It was fun, kind of like trying to like playing in that style of like overtly trying to screw over the players because that's what the whole kind of genre is about. Um, and also to kind of like venture down in like a creepy dark way that like my D and D games have never really gone, um, so like yeah, it, it was that was like a fun little detour, and it was uh, the one that I did. I set it in my my D and D world, so uh, like it's nice knowing that there's a place that I came up with for this one campaign that my players could go to conceivably just at any time that they wanted and they'd see it in a completely different light because, you know, in a thing where it's essentially a game where people have to realize that they're powerless and can't do anything, then it's just a bunch of adventurers come in, they're like, oh, this town is nothing, goodbye, I've killed everything that was, like, plaguing you. Um, but yeah, that that kind of, like, one-shot of... Yeah, try, trying out different styles is always, like, really fun, I think. Um... But I, the the other uh, the other experience I've had with doing one shot uh, was for a group of like and containing two people who had never 
done any roleplay games before. Uh, so it was, it was just to kind of like introduce them into how to play role-playing games. Uh, which is easier when it's like a little a little one shot, so you're not launching full into a campaign. Um, but from there comes like a lot of a lot of other problems, including but not limited to uh, half of the time being spent like showing people exactly like how to play, like real like finding people realizing that yes, this is a world where you are able to do anything. But it would probably be more interesting if you did the plot, because otherwise you're just <laughs> going to be standing around and like buying clothes for the next three hours, which is cool, but not really the whole experience of D and D. But from that, uh, the one shot that I did for that turned into a uh, two shot because I had no <laughs> idea how to contain it all in that one day. Um, and that was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> yeah, and boy, howdy, is it one of my questions? <laughs> so I guess this is on Robbie and Emily now. How y'all like make it last just one session? Because <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'll start with well, Emily. Emily, how do you make it last one fucking <laughs> session? Uh, what I do is I try to make sure that um, I have a time frame set up for them. Like there's stakes in place okay um the temple of terror was kind of a hunger games scenario where (laughs) it was um if you don't kill the other student because it was they were all playing against each other to try to win the the finals cup because it was finals week and um (laughs) so i'm like all right you have to kill each other and you have to employ the teachers and different teachers have different items to help them unlock different rooms in the in the building and i'm like okay everybody knows the temple building so they don't have to worry exactly where they are because i'm like okay everyone knows where the basement is everyone knows it's on the first and second floor and what's in the attic Mm -hmm. and so i gave them a space that they knew i'm like okay every two or three rounds they would hear a voice of dr of dr grange and i don't mind saying his name because he's cool (laughs) um and he'd be like ah well everybody uh, turns out nobody's been killing anyone, so we're gonna up the stakes. And so Amazing. it would mean, like, if they got into the haunted elevator, they would just have to make an ominous roll, and one of the ghosts of the temple building would appear and maybe uh, form a curse on them. Some people started dying a little bit more quickly. And I'm like, all right, well, it's almost midnight, so what are you gonna do? And they were really cool, because in the end, they ended up teaming up together instead of wanting to kill each other, and they went on to kill the big bad ghost monster of the building and so it's like (laughs) it's uh i think you have to set up (laughs) it was so weird because dr grange is so cool but he also has the hardest tests and so and it's history of theater (laughs) and so so he's like yes i have culminated all of the ghosts of the building because i am the history major and so all of them came together and he would also sometimes speak in german and one of the kids knew German. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be saying weird things, badly pronounced, like, you stole my wiener schnitzel, and uh, other things. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> other classic German phrases. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was, um, I, I usually do something like that, or it's just, there's 
one silly little thing that they have to accomplish and I don't have an end game. I just feel that when the story naturally feels like it's coming to an end and then I'm like, okay, we're going to put the button on this. That's cool. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. like you just kind of play it by ear yeah. and find an end point. Because I, I, like, I, I, that's what it sounds like at least. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing like I feel like at a regular session with an ongoing campaign, you never know when it's going to, like, it's yeah. like, oh, we might be done with this particular campaign next session. We might be done in three sessions. We might be done in another three years, like, depending on what yeah. you guys do. Like, so, have, yeah, that, that sounds like it makes sense. Have y'all ever done improv before? Yes. Yes. I need so, to at some point, like. A little bit. Oh, dang so, it. Oh. <laughs> I can give See, you a class word sometime. No, no more because I'm pretty sure my damn girlfriend is gonna listen to this, and she's an actor, so she's gonna make me go along to one now. God damn it. <laughs> it's fun. You've it's all great. ruined my life. <laughs> There's so much fun, and when you when you do improv enough, and even when you go to see improv, you can feel that there's a natural rhythm to the story. And the best thing is that you're never like you you have the hook already. And when you're working with people, especially if you've known them for a while, you can kind of feel the natural rhythm of things. Like you're like, okay, I'm going to build this story up. Oh, we're hitting a lull. So I should throw in something interesting here. And then you start to feel things kind of slow down. And then if you kind of lose track of the story, then you're the story master anyway. So you can just be like, ah, and then everything ends. (laughs) Or... But a lot more artsy than than that. <laughs> See, usually I'm when just... you have like an ending in sight, you never actually hit it, and so you're always waiting to get to that moment. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have one planned out ahead of time, then you can just feel it out. Yeah. I think that works better. Yeah. Like I'm just worried because like cool. you're you're saying about all this like you when you see improv, you say, you've just you've just seen a lot better improv than I have apparently. There is a well-known rule of like, because we've got the the Edinburgh Fringe Festival here, uh, where it's like a lot of free Mm -hmm. acts and like a lot of them are amazing, but it's just kind of an unspoken rule that you do not go to the improv ones (laughs) because 80% of the time they're not great. So like maybe we just have like really shite improv over here. Need to like Which get some weird, American improv. You guys have a really like, good we comedy, comedy scene in Edinburgh. Oh yeah, comedy, yeah. dope. The improv, apparently, just the trash boy world. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> but Lord. even in, in bad improv, you can feel it though when something's about to die. I think that we all have that innate sad <laughs> feeling, like yeah. oh no, I felt it beginning to end. <laughs> like that was the problem. <laughs> I could feel it dying as I looked. <laughs> 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 Hello friends, it's Isbay. We're here for the middle of the podcast chat where it's just you and me and it's really, really sexy, even though I have to cut out a lot of times where I cough and flub. So, shut up. What? I didn't cut this out, so you get to see a peep behind the curtains. This is the kind of hot mess I am for the usual. Uh, so yes, so apologies for today. Uh, there seems to be like a weird clicking sound on uh, Emily's audio. I've taken that out as much as possible, uh, but when she's speaking, it's less possible to do that. Also, there's still like a little bit of left-right distortion, uh, so you may hear her like real close to one of your ears and not to the other, but maybe it's like she's sitting beside you, just whispering sweet nothings in your ear, or like 
talking loudly about uh, improv comedy and demon fucking, you know, as per usual. And as you will see soon, a lot more about mom's spaghetti than you thought was going to happen in this goddamn episode about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, this week we've got a different plug because we've got the wonderful Robbie McLeod on this podcast. So I know Robbie's a very good friend of mine and it's like, oh, he's a really good friend, so you have to say so. But in all honesty, he is a very... Very talented musician, a very talented spoken word poet, and very talented at doing, like, everything. He shows the rest of us up, and quite frankly, it's annoying. But in spite of that, you should definitely go and visit his Facebook page. I will link it in the episode, so you will be able to go and click on it, and go and join, and see all the amazing things that he does. And if you don't, he is my friend, as I said, so I will have to come and kill you if you do not, so... Just take that, take that for what it's worth. Like, you can go and see his things. It takes like three seconds, and if you don't, you'll be dead. So, like, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm telling you what to do. I wouldn't want to be dead. <laughs> what? This is going to be a lot less combative, but for me, as always, if you want, you can go to twitch.tv for slash a teacup gamer uh, to see me play games and all that good shit that I do. For the show, you might be finding us on SoundCloud, and if not, you can head over to SoundCloud and follow us there. You can share it from there. You can like us from there. You can comment from there. You can be like, oh, hi, friends that are similarly amazing and nerdy. Here's a really cool podcast that I found, and they'll be like, wow, you're super good at finding really super good podcasts. And then you'll be like, thank you. I am amazing but not as amazing as this podcast. Have I lost my train of thought? Yes, I have, but I can talk for years. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, and if you go there, it would be really cool if you gave this a review, gave this five stars, because it's a five-star show. Um, That would really help us out a lot, and I'd love it to the ends of the earth. And again, I wouldn't have to come and murder you, which is a bonus, because that would just take a lot of time out of my day. Also, wherever you are, you can probably find the link to our Discord, so you can chat there, we can talk about what you want to listen to on future episodes, or you can talk about past episodes, all that good stuff. And of course, you can watch us live on Tuesdays at 5pm GNT on A Teacup Gamer, and hopefully I will see you there. So for now, let's get back to the episode, and get ready for my friends talking about Hamilton and hearing me die on the inside. See, that was my song. That was my song. They can't take that away from me. They can't talk over it with Hamilton. Not quite yet. Uh, Robbie, how about you? How much? How do you kind of like manage to get a one shot into a one shot? Well, um, I think it kind of it it can depend on the system. Like that D and D game, the uh, the one shot I did that was at level ten. I mean, that lasted twelve hours. So I guess that probably was. Like, oh, that doesn't count. That does not count as a one. I guess that was probably like a three shot, but we just did it in a one yeah. shot. We went from that's a dissertation. <laughs> we went from five in the afternoon to five in the morning, um, and we basically ran oh my through. God. Oh my god! I had like a season kind of like mapped out for uh, another D and D group I have, but uh, that group kind of fell apart. So we went through a kind of simplified version of that whole season in uh, in a night um but then (laughs) you have like systems like um like dread where it's kind of the the end is kind of always in sight like you you're always building towards in like a a horror game like if if it's a one-shot you're building towards that kind of that last act of like a horror film where everything's just going wrong all the time and everyone's rushing and everyone's doing stuff like that. So um, I guess it kind of depends on the story you're trying to tell. Like we, we also did uh, with the D and D group, we did a one shot 
using the monster heart system um and that ended just quite open-endedly like um there wasn't a Mm -hmm. i think (laughs) i think it, it ended with um the vampire in the group having turned someone else into a vampire and everyone going oh crap now there's a vampire on the loose and then we just ended it um so there wasn't much closure (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's not a lot of closure there i'm still mad about that like one shot because i i made a character like that that that's going back to my point like i made a character that i fell so in love with and then that character's just gone and i'm like oh i miss her i miss her so much (laughs) One of the oh, the suggestions yeah. in the Monster Hearts rule book uh, for the the GM is that you uh, I'm trying to remember the exact words, but it's uh, treat your NPCs like stolen cars, like just <laughs> go reckless, like don't care what happens to them, just push them to their extremes, because like at the end, like at the end, they're done. Yeah, and I think you could probably apply that to your one shot characters as well. But I love so her. <laughs> Is that like Grand Theft Auto, like stolen car, where it's like you beat it up until it can't drive anymore? Like, (laughs) or is it like, ooh, I need to put this in my garage so no one sees it and I can admire it forever? Like, what kind of? I feel like more like roll with your NPCs. Like for one shots, I feel like you don't want to like unless like you drive them full force at a wall. And then, like, it's wrecked. Let's get a new one. Fuck it. Jump in the one next door. Like, <laughs> like if they've got a bit of life in them, then, like, you could still fuck around with it a little bit. But, like, total total all your NPCs. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Never know how good an NPC is. Because at first you're like, ooh, this one has leather seats. And then you crash it. And then you get into another one. You're like, ooh, this has heated seats. <gasps> The next one has like auto start. Like you could start it from inside your house, and then it just keeps getting better and better. And I like it. Oh god, this analogy is taking a very scary turn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, uh, one of the one of the things that um, I was thinking about in terms of like one shots. Um, it's kind of thinking about like what like it and it can be said for like any like single like session that you do as well uh but what in your guys eyes does like a good one shot contain like will it always have like a like a meeting part of like everyone like meeting each other does it have always have a fight in it like what makes a good one shot a good one shot in your opinion <laughs> i keep forgetting that i should direct this at someone first uh how about we <laughs> let's start with ali what would you say is like a good like kind of like, what what should a good I, one-shot contain? I think for me, I, I'm slightly biased because um, all my experiences with tabletops in general, I don't know that you need a meeting mm-hmm. in, in game. So, like, yeah. to me, one of the reasons that I think one-shots are so fascinating is because they're so short. Like, you need to eliminate some things. Yeah. Um, this this is my witnessing. This is not a definitive. Oh yeah. Um, so for me, I think all the the successful one shots that I have either watched or listened to or been part of, um, it's fascinating to have an endpoint, like mm-hmm. not even necessarily an end goal, but like because you did these things, something not even necess- I was about to say something big happens, but not even something big, like. 
there was a goal and you either accomplished it or you didn't accomplish it. Yeah. Um, by the end, you've kind of reached a conclusion of a story. I think that that to me is very satisfying. Yeah, like having like a very definitive like stop point. Yeah. Yeah, like you know this doesn't have to be a continuation. Mm-hmm. It's it's like when there's um a very successful movie and you hear it's going to be there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. And you go, well, why are they doing a sequel? <laughs> yeah. Like I want that feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. I like that. Uh, and that's a really good analogy. I like that a lot. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> like, there was there was nothing more to that than just like a little bit of appreciation because I liked it. It was just it was just good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Emily, how about you? What do you think goes into a good one shot? Um, without wanting to plagiarize, now I have to think of some, <laughs> something else. Uh, I think that she had a really good point, and I agree with it. And um. I don't know. I think that it's um what I always like in a one shot is if all of my care all of my players uh are talking in the mind of the game more than they're talking outside the mind of the game. Cuz in in my experience okay. for one shots that happens more. Cuz in like a D&D campaign, everyone's always worried about what every single action's going to do because they don't want it to affect the rest of the game and they don't want to die because then it's going to affect, you know, they're going to have to roll a new character yeah. who they're going to have to fall in love with. Mm-hmm. But in a one shot, it's like they can actually ignore all that stuff because they actually almost want to die. It's, it's like a death wish. <laughs> if you don't die at the end of the one shot, then what the hell have you done? Yeah, it's like the living in the world without consequences. <laughs> like, man, whatever. I do it. Fuck it. Yeah. And so if I can have my players kind of just, you know, except that it's just a fun little romp. Um, like, uh, like, like it's the musical episode of Scrubs or something. Like, one of those little filler episodes <laughs> that they have to do when the writers can't figure out anything. Like, if they, yeah. if they can appreciate that and ignore the fact that I fell asleep last night and didn't have a new campaign ready in the morning, uh, <laughs> then I've done my job. Like, if they don't ask questions, then I'm good to go. <laughs> oh, now I'm just, like, thrown into this world of just realizing, like, what? When did everyone start thinking that, like, oh, yeah, every every series is going to have, like, at least one musical episode. I'm happy that it's happened. Don't get me wrong. But that's just kind of a mental thing that we as a society just kind of accepted is what's going to happen. Yeah. Thank oh, you, 90s. Boy. Yeah, right. The You're 90s. weird like, time. It's helped us. Or like it was like we're like early early two thousands. I feel it was like mm-hmm. prime, prime like musical time. But anyway, <laughs> Robbie, how about you? What what's a good one shot got in it? Um. Well, I mean, the previous two points were expertly put. We've just got like a mutual appreciation society it. now. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just great. Here's also a point. <laughs> I think. One of the things um, that a, a one-shot can do that isn't, well, maybe is, but not for me anyway, sustainable for a campaign is the way you can kind of play with form and expectation and convention. Like um, you have mentioned, like the, do we need to have like a meeting in it? And in fact, you can go the complete opposite way. You can have characters who 
actively hate each other and sabotage each other through a one shot um yeah. because you don't have to worry about the party being together at the end of it mm-hmm. um oh, and like little things like that and also i just like <laughs> a well planned one shot can be such kind of a heightened experience at times like i'm thinking of uh the one shot you ran is me like yes. we're playing a horror game the curtains are closed there's candles <laughs> it's like creepy as all hell guys um, i'm really extra just so we know <laughs> <laughs> and like i i wouldn't expect any any less isn't it? you're so boring I know. What? <laughs> but if you went every week and the curtains were closed and there was candles and there was the same creepy music wouldn't be that scary after week two or three mm-hmm. um yeah but it's this kind of you get to play with play with more of the toys in your sandbox like D is generally a fantasy game but you can just be like cool we're doing a heist movie we're just doing it <laughs> yeah. or we're doing horror we're doing uh noir like you can just go all out because we don't well I speak for myself. Maybe we do. I don't just watch Lord of the Rings like on repeat through my life. Like last uh, night, I watched Creed. Now I really want to make a really good boxing story in my D and D world, but I have no <laughs> idea how to do that. But it could probably make an interesting one shot <laughs> if you think outside the box. Um, ah, perfect. Because like, it's boxing. Perfect. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Did that work? Because it worked. Okay, no, it was a good pun because it made me sad. I think that that's the kind of level that we, <laughs> we work da, with here. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh god! Oh, oh, oh but, can I can uh, I can I fix oh. my analogy really quick? Yes. Okay, so think of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Whenever they would go inside the holodeck, that's oh. what a one shot. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I'm here till the I end like of the it. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is like perfect it. oh my god <laughs> i'm i'm assuming that it's perfect with having never seen star trek i'm sorry me neither oh thank god i was like i've, I've added myself as the fake gamer girl that i knew that i was god damn it. yeah well you can That's flip the analogy <laughs> you can flip the analogy the other way around guys star trek the next generation's holodeck episodes are just like one shots oh then oh, i like okay. oh <laughs> totally clear now <laughs> you want a sherlock holmes adventure let's do it <laughs> okay i get Sorry. you okay so yeah it's just like cool. yeah little little pockets of different games that you can try out um so i i'm gonna i'm gonna go on the same format as everyone else so the previous three things were like really really good so i say all of those <laughs> um and i think it was for for like a good one shot like I, I always put, like, uh, a good one-shot is, like, a very good, like... My analogy is not as good, so I'm sorry. Um, but it's, like, a very good, like, short story in that, you know, you, you kind of don't expect... The, the expectations for it are kind of, like, weird and different because for a full campaign, you're just, like... You know, you could have an entire episode where it is just you guys sitting and talking and then you could have an entire episode that's just a big fight. Um... Whereas no one really knows what's going to happen in a one shot. So it can be either just like a lot of shit or no shit that happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like I like the idea of like the kind trying to like fit in all of those story hooks into a very short amount of time. Uh, but also as, as like as Robert was saying, kind of like f- 
flipping it on its head a little bit. So, like, you meet the the really cool, like, character that, like, everyone loves. Because, like, who couldn't love this NPC? They're going to come with us. Oh, they died. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's deal with that, I think. And, like, yeah, just you, you can play around with it a bit more. Because there, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot less stakes on it. Um and I, I think that, like, making sure that, like, the players kind of, like, I, I, it might be, like, a bit of a, a jump going from D&D where, like, a full campaign where you very much care about your character and what happens to them because you want them to stay alive. And then just having this throwaway character is like, oh, I could just, like, do a heroic sacrifice and jump in front of this monster because... I don't, really, I don't really give a shit. It's gone after today anyway. So like, just just opportunities for people to be wild and reckless. I like that as something that you have in a one shot. It's the fuck it factor. The fuck it factor is a decent one shot. Fast in the fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that I I like I like that a lot. You're right. Like yeah, that, that that's like uh one of the main um the main uh things that you can do in dread because uh, dread is played with a with a jenga tower uh, instead of rolling dice so like anything that you want to do you have to like if it's a difficult thing that you might fail at you have to like pop one of the jenga blocks out uh and if the tower falls uh your character dies which is the most stressful thing in the entire world. Oh my god. Uh, I, I am not familiar with the system at all. Are you all sharing a Jenga tower? Oh yeah, we're all sharing a Jenga tower. Oh, so, wow. So and you like, can fuck it, somebody else over. Oh yeah, and you do, often. <laughs> I love that. It's terrifying. I would, I would literally die. And like, right, it's like, it's uh-huh. one of the most nerve-wracking things, and like, one of our pals that was playing it in the, the one that I was running, um, was like, making, making one of the poles, uh, and the tower was rickety as hell, and she was shaking, she was like, wait, ran to another room to get some fucking beta blockers. <laughs> doping yourself up for the goddamn game it was choice um but yeah like it's one of the most tense things that will ever happen uh but one of the things that you can do in the game is make a heroic sacrifice so like if you think that the person that's supposed to be pulling is going to like make the tower fall over uh you can you have to talk about it first otherwise it doesn't fucking count um but you can make a heroic sacrifice um, and push the tower over so your character dies while the others, like, get a bit of a bonus and go free. Um, so, like, yeah, that, that, like, and you could, you could obviously, like, have that in a kind of D&D campaign as well. If it's just a one-shot, just be like, hey, can I just, like, throw myself under the bus so that everyone else can go free? Because fuck it. This is a fast in the fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> it's just <laughs> fascinating how much your character, like, your actions affect the whole the whole campaign oh because yeah. that's the one thing when you when you're rolling dice it's just affecting it's affecting your your other it's affecting your party like it's not just yeah. like gonna affect you if you fail it's gonna screw with everybody else too but like yeah. this is really gonna screw with everybody <laughs> yeah. oh it's it's terrifying like it's it's a very good one shot because there's essentially no way that it can become anything other than a one shot um but it's also like oh it's just it's just great. I, I, I encourage everyone to do Dread if they want to, like, go on a little nightmare romp and feel a fear that you never thought that you would ever feel while playing Jenga. 
Um, <laughs> Sentences said on a D&D podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I saw Jenga Tower the other day and got the cold sweats. It was a real thing. <laughs> to, like dread fucks you up. But yeah, no, like I, I like that. Like that kind of yeah. It's just everything is a bit transient. You know that at the end of the day, your your like character is gonna die. So fuck it, I guess. Hi, welcome to Red Dread Redemption, the podcast within a podcast. <laughs> just, just, where we talk to you about the glory just, of dread. Just, <laughs> this episode brought to you by Jenga. Oh, Jenga, and you thought your life was falling apart. <laughs> my window doesn't open large enough for me to like smush my way outside. I've got a good, like, story oh, drop God. that could save me from this. Oh, <laughs> I'm a good person. Why have I been confined to this world? <laughs> Lord. Oh, God. But, yeah, like, I think that, like, uh, like one of, one of the things that's, like, been really interesting to me, like, hearing about people's, like, one-shot uh, explorations is that maybe... Like, very few of us have, like, talked at length about the ones that were actually D&D. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, it feels like D&D is not maybe the best suited for one-shots. <laughs> Looking back on this. D&D, <laughs> the thing that I've noticed about D&D is that um, the game changes as you grow levels. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like the other options that, I, I know the ones that I've been talking about and the ones it sounds like the ones that you've been talking about there are other aspects to it other than mm. developing your character and developing your party yeah um that may be more interesting to explore yeah that's fair. yeah like um, I, I i don't know when i did uh my my capstone was i made a lord of the rings role-playing game board game and did you say you made the, it yeah i made a role-playing game board Good. game Cool. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, because I really didn't want to write a research paper. Um, <laughs> I think that much has become apparent. <laughs> it was like, can I create my own game? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, cool, because yeah. 20 pages out of my life doesn't sound fun. Um That's so fun. <laughs> and <laughs> so the one thing that I found, in, even in doing my research, was that um, Gary Gygax hated lord of the rings he hated being compared to it because he said nothing ever happens in lord of the rings and to an extent he's right most of it's walking talking and noticing the pretty flowers and uh that's something i found out with dnd too is that dnd does not like just talking it doesn't really like um a lot of interpersonal interactions it likes (laughs) when it can commodify it's it likes when it can commodify all of your actions into something. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, I want to perform. Okay, do a check on that. And okay, yeah. you want to do X, Y, or Z. You have to roll for it, and then you have to add. And so d and is really good, I think, for, you know, playing out a campaign. Because it's that yeah. long term. But for one-shots, I think it's okay to erase the points and stuff from it. And just let it be... A role-playing game. Yeah. That's my two cents. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'm talking. It's like, no, I'm I'm so sad that you started talking about the relevant thing on the podcast that you're in, you dweeb. (laughs) 
sorry I did my job, ma'am. I'll go back to scrubbing the floors. <laughs> I mean, Pardon that would me. actually be really good if you did that. My floors are not looking great. But <laughs> just pay my ticket um, and I'll be over. <laughs> um, but that's kind of like getting us near the end of the podcast. So we're we'll do some like final final one shot thoughts. Oh, that's fun to say. Okay. Anyway, I got distracted by that for a second. Um, but yes, let's see. Let's see. The new for. cellar door of D and D podcast. Okay. Up first, we got. Oh shit! I just rolled that right off the table. Um, okay. First off, we got Allie. What's your what are your thoughts on the the whole one oh, shot? Oh, lucky thing? me! I get to go first. Okay, yeah, um, lucky bitch, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I I think um, going off of what you guys said and what what I've been what I think is that they're great introductions to people who want to try tabletops but maybe are intimidating uh, joining a full campaign mm-hmm. uh, that will take maybe years out of their lives, and um, I think it's a really good place to experiment. And as now we've gleaned a good place to experiment with maybe different rule systems too um i'm definitely gonna have to get myself a jenga tower (laughs) get ready for uh not sleeping because of your own scary brain i freaking love horror this is gonna be so great same I, I like my, my favorite part of it was uh afterwards uh when there was just like a long silence and it was just my horrified friends going hey ismay your brain is it's, it's wrong. It's wrong and it's bad. I'm like, yes, thank you, I know. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, okay. So, next up we got... Uh, we got Emily up next. Oh, boy. Uh, and uh, it, the most important thing about one-shots, right? I'm so nervous. Uh, just like any... Like, you're, you're like, you're like last thoughts on one-shots. Uh, the most important thing is not to throw it away. Uh, just remember... That you're young, maybe you're scrappy, probably, and you're hungry, most likely, for really good role play. Uh, and uh, yeah, I like some of you are. I get eaten alive. <laughs> some people are tailors' apprentices. Other people are, you know, on a stallion with the first black battalion, and they're not throwing away their shot. And the geniuses lower their voices, and all these other lyrics from the one shot, "Mom Spaghetti." <laughs> <laughs> Christ, like the eye twitch that I've got is not going to go away for the next like 48 hours. That's good. Give me money. I'm intelligent and I can give advice about one shots and spaghetti. Mom, spaghetti. Spaghetti. Don't keep on forgetting. This is your shot. Spaghetti. Oh my God. Forgetting spaghetti. This is horrific this is what my nightmares are made of you see i was too much on point before this so i had to go back off (laughs) oh god well good enough i'm fucking terrified now because robbie you're up next and if you also do a hamilton thing you will not see me later today as you are supposed to because one more again i will be out my window and dead on the ground I mean, how am I supposed to follow that? <laughs> I'm kind of glad I went first. <laughs> um, Please don't, don't, don't humor me. You're gonna do so much better. 
Uh, oh god. Yeah, I I'd just uh reiterate the points made by the previous two people. On the first hand, uh the experiment with different rule systems definitely give Dread a try. It's like so perfect yeah. for one shots. There are a couple of games that are. Yeah. I'd also recommend Ten Candles or any of the Powered by the Apocalypse games that includes Apocalypse World, Dungeon World, and Monster Hearts, Masks. Um yeah. And then the the second piece of advice, which is um, just remember that history history has its eyes on you. I hate you. I hate. Oh no! I'm sorry. I'm too. I'm sorry. I was talking over you. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't hear that. Bye. You're done okay. now. He was talking about a legacy. You know what is a what legacy? Is a legacy. <laughs> it's just planting seeds in a garden that you never get to see. Can Don't you do Hamilton? A sound in... that sounds like can me you just dying? recite then... all of it in that voice? Please. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, am not oh, we throwing away my home. shot. I'm not. I'm not. Not throwing away my shot. You know, I am old. Not gonna lie. I'm tired, but I'm hungry still. And I, you know, if I can't throw away, it, you, you can't either. Let's go, America. I, you know, I'm worried about I'm you. You're go. not calling. You're not writing. And you know, I don't know if you're Ma. eating enough. So I understand why you're hungry. Ma. I'm gonna go and see if the next door neighbor's snakes are hungry for human flesh yet. Because <laughs> take a break. That's the way I need to go now. <laughs> well, if I had any advice to say, don't do this podcast. <laughs> Stop listening to this podcast. Not it's today. too late. It's too late for you. <laughs> Shit. Oh, do do one shots because every everything is like Spaghetti. you know you get a character that you can kill almost instantly and they don't have to live through the same horrors that I've had <laughs> to live through in this past hour. It's the dream. So that's it. <laughs> um. So Robbie, do you uh, do you want to plug anything of yours? Sure. Um. I have uh Twitter and I have a Facebook. Um, the Twitter's Robbie A. McLeod, uh, the Facebook, hopefully I've been doing some, uh, <laughs> search optimization and hopefully if you put in Ooh. Robbie space bard, you will now be taken to my like musician and poetry page, um, where I sometimes yeah. post about RPG things. And in fact, if anyone's in Edinburgh, <laughs> probably not. Um, but on Friday, I'm performing at the goddamn Davy Slam, and I will, if I can get it written in time, be doing a poem about Dungeons and Dragons. So that's a thing. And those are my two things. Yay! Awesome. Like I, I love, I love this. Like that people get to now hear Robbie's voice and know him as like a real person that I've not just made up because <laughs> he is one of the reasons that my life is. 50% D&D, 50% poetry shit. <laughs> and the two meet a lot more often than you'd think. It's great. Everyone that does poetry are fucking D&D nerds and it's delightful. Um, but uh, of course for me, uh, you can find me on uh, a Teacup Gamer on Twitch um, if you want to watch me play games and shit. I've got all like the Twitter, Facebook, and oh, no, I'm not, I'm not got a Facebook page yet, but I've got Twitter, I've got Instagram, you can find those all on my links on uh, my Twitch channel. Um, and wherever you're listening, if you go into the description, you can find our Discord channel to join in the discussion of what you want us to talk about next. 
uh, as well as the link to our SoundCloud where you can listen to and download previous episodes of Crit Chat, um, as well as giving us a like on there and a follow. And you can share it around if you think anyone would like this show and why the goddamn hell wouldn't they? It's a great show. Uh, you can tell them about it and then have more people join in this good shit. Um, you can also find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat in podcasts and leave us a five-star review for the five-star show and comment terrible things about demon fucking or just all in caps mom spaghetti with like five exclamation marks and see what people make of that see if they want to watch it then spaghetti uh, <laughs> like why wouldn't they um and also be sure to follow me on a teacup gamer on twitch to watch us live um but until then i will see you next tuesday at 5 p.m gmt until then i have been ismay i've been ellie i've been emily i'm still robbie Hey, and you've all been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. Join us live on Twitch, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. on A Teacup Gamer.